Adrift in the great void of space, the personnel on Moonbase Alpha have experienced so much that is strange and inexplicable. They have become accustomed to expecting the unexpected. Paul, did you hear that? You hear what? I don't hear anything unusual. Welcome to the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, a character-by-character -character look at the coolest heroes and villains that Marvel Comics has to offer. You can thank us later. For now, just listen. What's up, dudes? This is me, Icy Robots, and I'm here on the Mellow Tip, just riding in on this cool wave. Gonna, uh, gonna light the incense and hit the gong like my man Venus Flytrap would when he was working nights over at WKRP in Cincinnati, and then we're gonna hit it with some cool superhero talk this week. I think we're gonna have a good time, dudes. We are gonna talk about Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, the longest-running character in the Marvel Universe. Uh, she's a fave of mine, so let's see what we can get into as far as Patsy Walker. Here is, uh, here's the basics. Hellcat is a fictional superhero appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. She premiered as the star of a teen romantic series and was later integrated into the Marvel Universe. She was uh, created by Ruth Atkinson, who also created Millie the Model, and she has been affiliated with the Avengers, the Defenders, and the Lady Liberators. The Lady Liberators, who the heck is that? Let's, uh, let's take a look here. Let's hop onto Wikipedia really quick. Um... The Lady Liberators were created in 1970 as a single-issue joke in The Avengers. Feminism was strong at the time, but the creators and audience of the comic book industry were still overwhelmingly male. I think it kind of is, is today, even. Roy Thomas created the group as a, uh, as a poke at feminism, and the Valkyrie, a new character introduced in the story, was revealed to be a villain that manipulated the females into pretending to be female liberators. I don't know. I, I read it word per word. I don't even understand. Um, hmm. I'm looking at the cover here, and Valkyrie's standing on Giant Man's head, and Black Widow, and Medusa, and the Wasp, and, uh, what's her face? Um, Scarlet Witch. They're all there, and, like, the Avengers are all knocked out. You can see them all, like, piled up, and she says, from now on, it's the Valkyrie, and her lady liberators. But we need a Valkyrie, uh, Turns out to be a hero who, uh, she's in the Defenders later, and I think she is actually going to be in the next, uh, Thor movie, but let's, uh, let's hop back and get into more Patsy Walker. Let's see, when was the first time Patsy appeared in a comic? Now, this is gonna be a good one, because I know that it was way back in the day, like, way in the day when they would publish those giant Golden Age-sized comics. So she first appeared... As Patsy Walker in Miss America Magazine number two. That came out in November of 1944. I remember I uh, checked that book out on eBay. I, I think that I would want to have it. Well, I know that I would want to have it. But I saw graded copies of it going up into the thousands. And even ungraded ones were. They were off the hook. You know, this is a very important time. This is way back in the day. I don't even know if... They were, uh, they weren't even called Marvel yet. They were called Timely, Timely Comics. So, Patsy Walker has survived as a character from the days of Timely all the way up into Marvel and, uh, even into Marvel Television where she was a character on, uh, Jessica Jones. But let's see. As Hellcat, she first appeared in Avengers number 
144. That came out in February of uh, 1976. Let's hop on over to the good old eBay right now, and we will take a peek at what that comic will cost you. I, you can hear me uh, tapping away on the mouse here. Avengers 144, first appearance Hellcat. This one's in a fine shape. About 30 bucks. That's not bad. That's actually, uh, that's a pretty fair price for somebody who has their own book now, has been around so long, but if you are going to be into Patsy Walker, I know that the one you want is, you know, the, uh, what was it? Miss America number two. What the heck? I gotta, I am just tapping away on my mouse like crazy, and I apologize. It was Miss America magazine number two, November 1944. All right, let's get into the history of Patsy Walker, and I apologize, because I'm going to have to reach over here and get the comic. I always do this. I don't. I don't mean to, but I have it filed away now. Let me, I uh, hope you can still hear me uh, loud and clear. Let me turn on the old dragon lamp. This this lamp is great. It's blue. Somebody hand-painted it. You know, they made like a ceramics project over at the uh, ceramics place. And they fired it. They glazed it. And uh, it's blue. It's dope, dude. It's a blue dragon. Uh, anyway, let's see. Uh, you know, I apologize for not being more on the ball with this. This is a bit more off the cuff than the Toys R Us report. This is, you know... This is for the patrons. This is for the real, real listeners, the true fans, those who are way into it. Let's see what we got here going about uh, Patsy Walker. Her full name is Patricia Walker Baxter Hellstrom. Her alias is Patsy. Her identity is public, so people know that Hellcat is Patsy Walker. She is a U.S. citizen who was born in Centerville, California. Um, bah, bah, bah. Patsy Walker was the only daughter of Josh and Dorothy Walker, a comic book writer. While she was still a child, her mother acted as her agent, helping her at modeling and commercial work. Now that's something, that's something that happens in the Jessica Jones show as well. Patsy is, uh, you know, she's like a teen television star and her mom's a real show business mom, you know, she's just pushing her out there, pushing her to make the bread. It seems weird to me when the child is making all the money for the family. That's just <laughs> super weird. I can imagine, like, if 2.0 became some kind of a celebrity sensation, which I would not like, but if it did happen, I would, um, you know, I'd be putting her money away for her. I wouldn't be spending it on things for myself. That's just super weird. Anyway, um, Dorothy's greatest success was the creation of a comic book named after her young daughter. It featured romantic adventures of Patsy and her real-life friends. Super weird. The Patsy Walker comic book was very popular and it continued for over a decade. As Patsy grew into and out of her teens, Patsy Walker felt very strange about her mother's fictionalized exploitation of her. I mean, seriously, like... First, you know, she's a stage mom, and then she's a writer, so she does have a trade of her own, but she uses her writing to write about Patsy. Can't she even, can't she even make up her own character? I mean, okay, you want to write about a teen character, that's all good. Why does it have to be about your daughter? Can't you make up a name? Can't you make up a location? You're a writer, dude. Be creative. Do, uh, do some creating. And then, let's see, did I already say this? Patsy was relieved when the series ceased publication. That's probably like a two-way sort of thing. She probably was relieved, but also, also, you know, a bit bummed out that people don't want to read about her. Uh, 
Walker grew up to idolize the hero her mother's colleagues wrote about. I guess in the Marvel Universe, comics are about real characters. You know, you might have a Captain America comic, but, you know, Captain America's real. They probably also had characters that they created of their own. I wonder if they mixed into the universe. You know, like, let's say you created, uh, you know, George the uh, Grappling Gourmet as your superhero. Um does he cross over and interact with Captain America or does he stay in his own universe where he uh, grapples with food? I, I wonder. I, I They probably cross over. Um, all right. So where were we? Um, Patsy was daydreaming about superheroes, but it stopped when she uh, she got married to Baxter, her the love interest that her mom had for her in the comics. Now, Baxter was in the Air Force, and they traveled around from base to base to base, whatever. And then, while one day on the base, she bumped into the dude known as Beast of the X-Men. The, uh, blue furry one who can leap around, who was played by, uh, Kelsey Grammer in the movie. So, she met Beast, but in his secret identity. So, he, uh, didn't want her to tell anyone, obviously. And she got a deal from him to, like, look... I want you to train me to be a superhero. And he said, all right, if you insist. And da-da-da. Eventually, Walker's marriage came to a bitter end, and she sought out the Beast, who is now a member of the Avengers, to uh, remind him of his promise. Tagging along with the Avengers to investigate criminal activities, Walker discovered a costume like that worn by Greer Nelson in his identity, or her identity, rather, as the cat. Putting the costume on, Walker dubbed herself Hellcat and uh, used her natural athletic abilities to help the Avengers. Walker believed that the costume had somehow enhanced her agility and speed, and by the power of suggestion, it had. So, without any training, she was good enough to, like, go on an Avengers mission and beat some dudes up. That's wild, man. So, good for her, I guess. You know, maybe... Maybe she just liked to stay fit. In Jessica Jones, Patsy Walker has like a Krav Maga trainer that she works out with all the time. She stays in great shape. She's good to go. You could tell she's training for. Uh, you could tell she's training for some eventual superhero stuff. Uh, let's. Um, I got an idea. I think that. I think I'm gonna call up. Let's do this. Let's call up 2.0 right now. Exploit her a bit. And see, uh, see what she knows about Hellcat. All right, let me, uh, let me dial the Fizzone. Ooh, hold on, it's ringing. Huh? Okay, so I got one question for you. What? What the kids out there, the kids on the street, the people out there living real lives... What are they saying about Patsy Walker? Who? Patsy Walker, aka Hellcat from the Avengers. What do uh, what do kids today think about Hellcat? I've never heard a kid talk about Hellcat. Not even one time. No. She was one of the main characters on the Jessica Jones series on Netflix. Do you ever hear anyone talk about that? No. Not even once. Nope. I thought that you kids all watched Netflix nowadays. You watch, like, streaming services and things of that sort. I never really use Netflix. I don't know about my other friends. So tell, tell me what you know about Hellcat. Absolutely nothing. Nothing? 
How, Not really, no. She was a defender as well as an Avenger. How How is it that you don't know one thing about her? Because I've never learned or had a reason to learn. Well, tell me tell me one thing that the kids today are, are even talking about. Um, I don't know. Chloe talks about 17. Like about when she turned 17? No, about the K-pop group 17. Who are they? They're a 13-person... Korean, Chinese, and American boy group formed by Pletus Entertainment, who debuted in 2015, March. Why can't you give me information like that about Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat? Why? why? I don't know who that is. Why does the garbage truck come for, like, the fourth time? There's three different cans they have to pick up. The oh. recycling, the normal, and then also the other one. That's dumb. You think so? What? Well, how, how would they do it otherwise? Where's the mail? I don't think it's here yet. Uh, I want the mail. For what? Because I bought a poster. Is it a poster of Hellcat? It's a poster of Jung Han. Who is that? He is the voc- He's a sub-vocalist of Seventeen. He's in the vocal unit. He's 20 and was born on October 4th, 1995. Do you know Patsy Walker's birthday? No. I don't either. All right, I gotta go. This is going in a direction I don't like. Click. I don't, I don't know how informative that was. I, I kind of thought she knew more about Hellcat, but um, youth today, who knows anything about those guys? So let's see what else there is. What else there is on our info sheets on Pat Walker? Um, although she hoped to join the Avengers, Hellcat was persuaded by Titanian, you know, from Titan, Princess Moondragon. That's a... Uh, that's the lady who's in the Avengers. She's bald. Uh, Moondragon got her to accompany her to Titan to undergo a period of training. During her stay on Titan, Hellcat's minor psionic potential was uh, uh, artificially enhanced by electronic organic devices. I wonder what they did. Like, they put some kind of like Borg implants in her skull. Um, she was also given extensive martial arts training. And upon her return to Earth, she met the Defenders... And decided to accept their offer and membership. So, man, like, right out the gate, you know, she's on an Avengers mission. Then she's off on Titan. On a, you know, it's a moon of another planet. And she's training. She's getting Borg implants. She's becoming a master of martial arts. And then when she comes back to Earth, first day, it's like the Defenders are all just like, Hey, man, you know, you want to kick it with us? That would be awesome. And the Defenders are no joke. That's like Doctor Strange was in it. Silver Surfer. Uh... Luke Cage, um, Iron Fist, I think, Valkyrie, they, they had some pretty heavy hitters in their lineups over the year, you know, I'm sure, like, Ghost Rider, I don't know, Man-Thing, I'm just naming, uh, Werewolf by Night, I'm just naming various, uh, mystical-type characters, uh, 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 rather than join the Avengers, Hellcat joined the Defenders, and she remained a core member of the loosely organized Defenders. That's kind of, that's a weird statement. How can you be, she's like the core of the not-so-organized thing. I don't know if that really speaks very well of you. Um, she got very close to Valkyrie and Nighthawk. And eventually she met Damon Hellstorm, the son of Satan. And I said that wrong. I do it every time. It is Hellstrum. Damien Hellstrom, not Storm, even though either one is dope. He joined the Defenders for a short time, and after he was cured of a demonic aspect, 
he found she was in love with him, I guess. This is worded so weird. I wonder who wrote this. This is just, he had a possession of some sort. And after he was cured, Hellcat's like, I'm in love with you, baby. And, uh, uh, uh. Renouncing her costumed identity, Patsy decided to marry Hellstrom. That's so weird. Why did she have to give up being Hellcat? It seems as if son of Satan, Hellcat, perfect team. But I guess, you know, she decided to be uh, a happy homemaker, which is, you know, all good for her, I guess. So they had a nice wedding. It was attended by several of her defender's colleagues, not all of them. Two of the team members are getting married and they didn't all come. Some of them could have been busy. Valkyrie could be over in Asgard, hanging out with Thor or uh, something like that. So the wedding was interrupted by her ex-husband, Buzz Baxter, who had assumed the costume guise of Mad Dog, and he had the mutant force with him. The defenders repelled the attack. I wonder if he waited till, like, the priest was all, if anybody has anything to say against this marriage, you know, say it right now. And he just, he's like, I got tons of things to say because... I'm with the mutant maniacs now, or whatever. But, uh, Hellstrom and her moved to San Francisco, where they established themselves as a cult investigator. So they kind of gave up the superhero game, and they became like, you know, they became like psychic police. They were out there just kind of keeping an eye on things, you know, making sure, like, if you had a demonic possession, you could go over there. They would, uh, try to help you out. That's pretty nice. Uh, they helped several superheroes with mystic problems. You know, her life has really taken a weird turn. She had a, you know, at first, let's say she was, you know, she was Lindsay Lohan, you know, and then she became a superhero, and then she went to Titan, and then she came back, and she married Satan's son. Her her father-in-law is Satan himself, Lord Satan, and she she ran with that and became an occult detective. It's like, that's as far away from where she started as you can be, but hey, man, we all have to reinvent ourselves, so... Um, sometime later, however, Hellstrom's dark soul began to reassert itself, and Patsy was driven mad at the sight of it. Like, she went... She went bananas. She was all, uh, in a near-vegetable state for months until, uh, mercy... Uh, until the mercy-killing entity... What is that? Death Urge. What? The Death Urge. What a weird name. He sensed her despair, and at her request freed her spirit from her body, effectively killing her. What? It's like, he's, uh, the Dr. Kevorkian of demons. You know, if you, if you need to be released from your earthly shell, he'll come down and he will take care of you. Um, so she floated about on the spiritual plane for a while before eventually coming back to Earth, and she announced her intentions via radio to someday come back as Hellcat. That would be so wild. Imagine you're like, you're sitting there, you're listening to your AM radio, you listen to like Ron Owens or Dr. Dina Dell or uh, whatever it is you happen to listen to. And next thing you know, Hellcat from the uh, other side busts in and she's all like, don't worry my children, someday I will be back. And so creepy, man, you wouldn't even know what to think. All right, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, check this out a bit more deeply. What else is there to know about Hellcat? So, oh, 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 it gets even weirder. Patsy had ended up in the realm of the demon Mephisto, fighting an eternal battle in the so-called Arena of Tainted Souls. Alongside fallen Avenger Mockingbird. I like Mockingbird a lot. She's, uh, she used to be married to Hawkeye. She, she's, you know, doesn't have a lot of powers. I don't think she has any. I know that in the new Avengers, she got shot up with some kind of 
some kind of super soldier deal and that gave her Captain America-like powers. But up until that point, she was just basically a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. You know, she had a mastery of weaponry and martial arts and all that stuff, but... She wasn't super powered, but anyway, months later, the Avenger villain Grim Reaper resurrected Patsy and Mockingbird, among others, tainting them with his hatred for the Avengers. So, he brought them back, but they weren't the same, you know. There was like a dark fleck inside their soul that turned them against their former Avengers pals. Uh, uh, uh. With the help of the Scarlet Witch, Patsy and Mockingbird reverted to their true personalities and aided the Avengers against the Grim Reaper. That's cool. Um, and they sent him back whence he came. Mockingbird was able to send a warning to her uh, husband, Hawkeye, about a plan that Hellstrom was developing. Hawkeye and his team, the Thunderbolts, confronted Hellstrom and then used their uh, magical connections to, to go to hell in order to uh, restore Mockingbird. This stuff makes no sense to me. I gotta tell you, man, once you start getting into the mystical Marvel Universe, I am lost. I like superheroes. I like super science. I like time travel. I like teleportation. I don't like demons. I don't like ghosts. I don't like anything magic. I just... It's so boring to me. I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy. I apologize if you are. I don't like Harry Potter. It's not my deal. I don't like fantasy. I don't like dwarves. I don't like elves. Even though I did play D&D back in the day, I did prefer other other RPGs. I was a big fan of Car Wars by Steve Jackson. I used to play that a lot. Oh my god, I loved Car Wars. Did you guys did you guys ever play that? It was a game in the future where the world was very Mad Maxian, and you would go out on the open road and battle other cars in a car that you designed for combat. It was so much fun. I like that. I did play some D&D, but I played that. I played, like, the DC Comics role-playing game. I played the Marvel one. I was into Top Secret by TSR. I played uh, the James Bond game a bit, but swords and sorceries, just not my bag, so I don't know what's going on. Patsy's in hell, Mockingbird's in hell, Damon Hellstrom has some kind of a plan. I guess he's turning out to be just as bad of an ex-husband as Buzz Baxter. So he's got something going on, and Hawkeye gets together with, like, Doctor Strange and Brother Voodoo, and whoever he knows who's, like, a good magic user, Harry Potter, and they go down to hell, and they rescue Mockingbird, and they rescue Patsy Walker. I don't know exactly if that's what happened, but... I'm kind of thinking so, um, mm -mm -mm. so Patsy remained despondent and depressed due to her perceived failures in life and the time she spent in hell. I'll tell you what, Jack, anybody who spent some time in hell is probably coming back a bit bumming, man. I imagine that, uh, that'll, uh, take its toll on you. So she tried to put up a good front. She wrote a book and she began a book tour. Shortly thereafter, she returned to Centerville to find her ri high school rival had joined the corporation that was built upon the Patsy Comics fortune and had turned Centerville into a Patsy Walker theme park. Oh my gosh. This, uh, you, you want to say poor girl because it's not what she wants, you know, but it'd be pretty dope if they had like an icy robots land back in my hometown, but uh, it's not what she wants, so... We're going to feel for you, Patsy Walker. Uh, uh, uh. She also found out that the town was infested with demonic forces led by the evil warlock Nicholas Scratch. That's a pretty good name, Nick Scratch. Uh, probably a better name than Nick Cage. So Nick Coppola 
Next time you change your name, think about Scratch instead of Cage. Anyway, this, uh, this demon, Scratch, he had allowed his cult, the Sons of the Serpent, to use the citizens of Centerville for occult purposes. Alerting the Avengers, Patsy resumed her Hellcat identity and defeated them alongside with her team. But she was, uh, you know, she was still despondent. Uh, da, da, da. Then she discovered a extra-dimensional villain, Dormaru, Dormamu, Dormamu. This is going to be the guy in the Doctor Strange movies. It's You see these names in print all the time when you're reading comics, but it's different when you say them out loud. Uh, they, um, this guy Dormammu, he tried to take over all the dimensions of hell. He tried to conquer hell. Each uh, area was led by different dimensions. Amongst them, Mephisto, Hellstorm, uh, Satanic. I, I don't know, man. This is all gibberish. Uh, so, this guy, I guess, he was trying to take over hell. Each dimension was led by a different demon. And he was going to, you know, knock them all out and take over the place. But Hellcat somehow stop him. So, I don't know, man. This is the reason Hellcat was never a popular character up until now. I know she has hell in her name, but it doesn't mean she has to fight her adventures in hell. She has a book now that the old wife reads. I think it's on issue number seven. And in it, it's kind of like a teen fantasy sort of thing. It's aimed at, you know, young girls, uh, Patsy... She forms a detective agency with a bunch of the other uh, female characters in the Marvel Universe. I think they got She-Hulk. She got Miss America Chavez. She has... You, you name it. And they're they're all involved in the comic. I, I've read a few issues. It's, you know, it's good. It's kind of fun. But it's not, you know... It's not high-end comics. But, man, it, you know, it's cool. It's for girls. You know, it's whatever. Uh, she also as I understand it, is going to be the main character in next season of Jessica Jones. I heard, for whatever reason, they're going to dip out of the Jessica Jones-averse a bit, and they're going to go see what's up with Patsy Walker. And I do got to say that Patsy Walker was a bit of a compelling character on the show. Like, the whole time she's in the back training, training, training. She has a radio uh, show, and I don't know. As good as Kristen Ritter was, the gal who played Patsy Walker really attracted a lot of the attention. And not just because she's really pretty, but because she was playing a cool character who uh, kept having to fight from underneath. Like her boyfriend turns out to be some whacked out drug addict army guy and she has to fight him. And then she helps Jessica Jones fight the purple man. So she has a good arc. I don't know, man. I, I wish, I wish this was better than it was. I didn't, I didn't read enough of my proofs before I got into it because I would have known all of the demonic whatnot that was going on, and I might have find some way to summarize it, but I don't know, my dudes. I think you know all that you would ever need to know about the character of Hellcat. Uh, she has a Marvel Legends figure that's out right now. I see it all the time, and I'm always thinking I, always thinking I should buy it for the wife. I think that you know, with the comics, she might like the figure, but for some reason, I never do. I'm just super cheap, but it's a nice looking figure. She's wearing, you know, just her costume or superhero suit. And it's, you know, it's cool. I, I've been seeing it. It's kind of a peg warmer around here. I see it at Target. I see it at Walmart. I see it over Toys R Us. It's everywhere. Maybe someday it'll go on clearance and then I will be nice enough to buy it for her and then play with it for her as well. So anyway, this is me, Icy Robots. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I appreciate the patronage. It's just so nice of you. You guys are, you guys are the best. I wish this was a more fun episode, but hey man, got to hear 2.0. That's Something you've never heard before, and even though she wasn't all that enlightening as uh, 
her superhero knowledge. She did, you know, I don't know. I thought she was all right. Anyway, this is me, Icy Robots, for 2.0, for my dog Ursa, for my other dog, uh, Dr. Jones. Signing off, gonna power down the station. I want to thank you guys again, and until next time, make mine marvel. This has been an Icy Robots Radio production.